how can I better apply my knowledge? How can I take the information I have and more efficiently apply that? How can I make players better faster? Because there is no magic bullet. Hello and welcome to Ahead of the Curve. I am Jonathan Gellner, and thank you so much for being here. This episode is brought to you by Baseball Cloud. Baseball Cloud's revolutionary software platform brings to life the numbers captured by TrackMan and FlightScope. This provides colleges, players, and facility owners around the world a turnkey product, allowing them to analyze their data using key metrics and custom visualizations on one intuitive user interface. Go to BaseballCloud.com to find out how you can have your own data analytics department for your program. Data has a story to tell, and Baseball Cloud gives it a voice. Today, we're joined by Tyler Jeske, minor league hitting coach for the Los Angeles Angels. Tyler has had an array of background experiences in the game, including coaching in the Dominican Republic, being a video coordinator in the SEC and at Missouri State, and on the show, we talk about his background, which includes several applicable ideas on how to get into professional baseball, and we also discuss some of the things that he has learned in the past year and why systems and reflections are so vital in coaching. Tyler also has an amazing event coming up for any hitting coaches listening. Slugfest will start on November 22nd and run through November 24th. It will be a can't-miss event. And here is Tyler Jeske. Tyler, welcome to the show. Hey, Jonathan, thank you for having me and glad to be here and excited to you know, have a conversation with you today. Absolutely. And it's always a pleasure whenever I get to interview uh, not only a great guest, but a friend. And I'm so thankful for all the all the conversations we've had over the years. And, and it's really cool to see how far you've grown as a coach, too, and, and now being a minor league uh, hitting coach with the Angels. But for our listeners who kind of want to get to know your background a little bit, tell us a little bit about how you got into coaching. The ironic part is, is when I started, like looking back and going to that starting point, at the time I had zero intention of actually being a professional baseball coach. Back in 2011, I was coaching high school baseball, going to college, looking at how could I start my own travel team and eventually facility. And there was a job posting for the Cleveland Indians to be a minor league video intern. And I was like, oh, this seems like a really cool way to spend the summer and grow my skill set in, a, in an environment where I'm going to be exposed to a lot of things I would otherwise never be exposed to as someone who didn't play professional baseball sure. or college baseball for that matter. And so I'm like, yeah, like, I'm going to apply. This seems like a good, sweet way to learn, grow, develop. And that's going to set me up better for being a high school coach, running a facility back in Cleveland, Ohio, and mm-hmm. never really thought it would turn into professional coaching at the time. And Absolutely had a blast, loved it. It was an incredible experience. And I ended up doing that for three years throughout college. You know, then I graduate and I'm so I was still kind of trying to figure that out. And I go and I ended up emailing a bunch of SEC schools with this idea of the SEC network is about to launch video technology that's growing, that's getting bigger. And Mississippi State, Coach Cohen, who's now the athletic director. They were like, hey, it sounds like this is an idea we want to explore. And so I flew down there, met with all of them. And really kind of, that was very, very interesting. Colleges were just getting track, man. They like, so really we ended up starting a whole department. Like when I showed up, there was this room 
mm-hmm. with that was somewhat storage, somewhat just an extra room in their baseball offices. And we cleaned that out and ended up putting in TVs, computers, and t- make, building this video technology hub within their baseball off within their baseball offices. And it, then Luis Ortiz, with who's with the Cleveland Indians, he's the Texas Rangers now. Mm-hmm. We had gotten really close while I was in Akron, and he calls me up one day and says, "Hey." I have, I think there's an opportunity for you to go to the Dominican Republic. What do you think? I was like, well, you know, I'm in grad school as a graduate assistant at Mississippi State. Grad school is always going to be there. The Dominican Republic, the opportunities to up and move to a foreign country. Mm-hmm. I'm 24 years old. If I delay this opportunity, it may never come again while grad school is always going to be there. Sure. And so left Mississippi State um, at the conclusion of the 2014 season. So I only got to spend one season there and, and went to pack my bag, went down to the Dominican Republic um, and worked in the Dominican Summer League for the Indians um, doing video and then started kind of getting on field more, just being an extra set of hands for the coaches, hitting fungo, um, helping out in the cages, kind of just a jack of all trades, extra set of hands, um, helping run like video review, helping out with, the English classes, helping out with the tryouts on the international scouting side. And it was just, it was a jack of all trades, Swiss army knife, exposed me to something that I hadn't been exposed to yet. Or in the case of like actually getting back out on the field and to a small degree. And it was like, man, like I, that is the part that I really, really miss. And then after that, uh, the 2014 Dominican summer league season ends and end up I'm at home fully planning on going back to the Dominican for Dominican instructional league with the Indians. And I didn't play professionally. I didn't play collegiately. Like I'm not going to be a professional coach. Mm-hmm. Playing experience is more or less a prerequisite in just about every organization. So the Texas Rangers um, had an opportunity to be an assistant in international operations, ended up leaving the Indians and going to work for the Rangers down still in the Dominican Republic, living in their complex. And, and it got me exposed to a, more of the front office side than I'd ever been exposed to and really much more in depth in terms of the exposure to international scouting, going around to tryouts around the island. And truthfully, what I learned through that was coaching was where I knew I wanted to go at the end of the 2015 season Mm -hmm. with the Rangers. I, I was dead set on, I know I really want to coach. How do I make that happen? And fast forward a few months, no longer with the Rangers, land at Missouri State, doing video and basically repeating what I did at Mississippi State for Missouri State. And it was ironic because at Missouri State, um, he was a graduate assistant at the time. He's their hitting coach now, Matt Lawson, um, which I know you know well, have had him on the podcast. Mm -hmm. Great human being. He was a player with the Akron Arrows within the Indian system when I was doing video 2011 through 13. And that's how we'd gotten to know each other. Stayed in touch mostly through fantasy football. It ended up just being the perfect fit. And like Matt went above and beyond to help get me that opportunity with Missouri State. And um, then I spent three years at Missouri State, director of baseball operations. And again, it was a jack of all trades, but it was definitely working closer and closer towards becoming a professional coach. And then started tweeting, started a Twitter and started just putting my ideas out. And, um, and really it was, it, and it wasn't even with the mindset of like, I want to get a professional coaching job. It was just, I want to promote our program. 
I love this place. We're doing some really awesome things. We've had some incredible series. We're coming off some incredible seasons. 2017, we won the Fayetteville Regional, defeating Arkansas in Bomb Stadium. 2018, we Missouri Valley Conference champions. We ended up winning the conference tournament. And so I'm just tweeting, trying to promote the program and like, and honestly, just be a positive part of the community. You know, I'm tweeting and I coached summer ball, coached the Lima Locos in the summer of 2017 in the Great Lakes Summer Collegiate League and got to be the bench coach. And Brian Garman, who's actually pitching coach with the Angels, he was the manager. And it was just like, okay, like everything kept saying, like, I need to coach, I need to coach, I need to coach. And then took the plunge and a year ago and haven't really looked back since. I love that. And another one of the the things that, that you are trying to do to better the game is you started a convention or a coach's convention that's solely based around hitting, which I think you're really feeling a need with uh, the coaching community because, you know, you go to a convention and you may see a, a speaker or two talk about hitting and the other speakers are talking about infield or being a head coach or leadership or psychology. And this one, you know, Slugfest is solely based around hitting and uh, last year you started it, you kind of, you know, you jumped right in feet first and, and said, Hey, I want to start a clinic, which I think is really, really cool. And, and I, I, you know, I want to thank you again for the opportunity to uh, be on stage and, and run the round table with some absolutely fantastic guys. And I actually, that picture came up the other day and I was like, man, all of those guys are like hitting coordinators or big league coaches now. And, and, uh, a coaching idol of mine, Jerry Weinstein. So I was super thankful for that, but talk to us a little bit about, you know, Slugfest and why it is special, not just to you, but why people should really try and, and get out there whenever they can. Slugfest is funny and awesome how Slugfest came about and started. Dylan Lawson had just left the University of Missouri to join the Astros, and I was at Missouri State, um, and we started planning Slugfest pretty much a full year in advance of it actually happening. And it really just started as like a group text. I think every one of us in the coaching industry or like we all have that group text or those people that like we're constantly sending podcasts, articles, books, and you're going back and forth. And that kind of, mm-hmm. I mean, you and I have done that. Sure. So it started off as like, we're talking about that and how there's all these, cl- like there's clinics and like ABCA, I, one of my favorite events. It's an incredible event. And, but like you said, it's, they're trying to, in one weekend, meet the needs of head coaches, hitting coaches, pitching coaches, defensive coaches. The hitting aspect can get watered down very quickly. And there really was no hitting specific event. And it was like, man, like we should do something as coaches. Like, you know, we, we want to, we want to influence our players and set them up for success and develop them as players and people at the high school level, you know, you're teaching a lot of life skills, right? Really, the only thing that's stopping us is just the pure, like, eh, I don't really want to put the time and effort into making that happen. Sure. And so it was a group text and it was like, Dylan's like, I think I can get, you know, I, let me talk to Jeff. I, I think I can get him. And I said, okay, I'll talk to Luis Ortiz. I think I can get him to be in on this. And, and then I texted Jason O'Char. You know, they were all just, it was kind of like going through the phone. Hey, you know, if, if, if an event like this happens, would you speak? And it was like, yes, yes, yes. And it goes, well, we, I mean, we have a whole lineup. Like we have a starting nine. And then it just became organized. It. Is this an event that I would attend and find value in? So that was really the intent. I was like, 
can we just put together a very like grassroots coaches clinic that really hits on hitting in a more complete in-depth way than any other clinic that exists. I think you can attest to this, like Twitter, Instagram, like there's so much content being generated by all these very creative, intelligent people on a daily basis. And it becomes very, very difficult at times to filter it all and get into like the the context behind things. And, mm-hmm. 100%. you know, last November we had the first slug fest it was in Springfield, Missouri. We did it in the indoor facility um, at Hammonds field, which is Springfield Cardinals, Cardinals, double a team, Missouri state, you know, share the stadium and mm-hmm. beautiful after. So after the event last year, you know, it went really well. It was, it was humbling to see over 225 coaches show up to Springfield, Missouri in late November all excited and with a growth mindset and interacting. And like the, I think like the coolest part was I was running around like a madman the whole weekend trying to make sure the event went smooth, but the few chances I did get to go over into the hotel lobby and just how many coaches were sitting together, conversing and talking, engaging in conversations. And then even, even like at the event between speakers, how many conversations, how many people just connected and it built, like more of a community. And that's when it, that's when I was like, man, like this is worth it. Um, we finished, you know, the event. I had just taken a job with the angels. Um, Jeff Albert had just become the hitting coach of the St. Louis Cardinals. Dylan Lawson had just become the hitting minor league hitting coordinator of the New York Yankees. Luis Ortiz was the hitting coach of the Texas Rangers. And so we all were going into new jobs and Jeff Albert, Dylan Lawson, like those two really kind of took the reins and said, Hey, like we have a vision for this. And, you know, so, and then Ali Marmel, the St. Louis Cardinals bench coach, he got involved in what is most valuable for the high school coach, for the travel ball coach, for the college coach, for the young coach. And those interactions with big league hitting coaches, hitting coordinators, professional hitting coaches, front office executives, biomechanists, strength and conditioning coaches, what information is going to actually bring them value and help them develop? What does that look like? And so then it really just came down to like the very cliche answer of leadership. The vision of Slugfest is how can we better produce the why part and ultimately the how part, like, but really the why part, the leadership part, like why, why are we doing what we're doing as coaches? The ecosystem of of how we're training our athletes, how we're communicating with our athletes and all of that, like that's way more important than what specific drills we're doing. Yeah. And I think that, you know, that's something that you and I have talked about too, of being able to have a a system for reflection after the season. And I, I know that we, when we spoke a couple of weeks ago, that was something that you were still, you were working on and you think that that's, that's something that's important in, in any coaching endeavor, and so do I. So t- tell us about your, your process of that. Where are, where are you in your process of learning through that? And, and just give us some advice for the coaches who are looking to do something similar. Like reflecting on the season, um, you know, it was my first year in professional baseball as a coach. Damon Mayshore, our minor league hitting coordinator, like he's learned so, I've learned so much from him in one year. And the ironic part is the more, the more I reflect on 
the season, the more I'm realizing like this parallel slugfest, right? Like we've got this knowledge and this isn't saying stop learning, turn your ears off, your current knowledge base is good enough, but really reframing how I think about learning. Being able to explain a specific mechanic, learning more drills, like acquiring knowledge, that's important. But at the end of the day, if I'm not able to apply that knowledge, that knowledge isn't doing any good. And so that's really, that's really to me, the, the biggest thing as I reflect on the season is, is like, okay, how can I better apply my knowledge? How can I take the information I have and more efficiently apply that? How can I make players better faster? Because there is no magic bullet. There is no perfect, there is no perfect mechanic that is going to be in every single hitter and every single hitter they ever take. Hitting is a very messy movement. It is a reactionary movement to a pitcher who these days throwing harder than ever, more movement than ever, nastier breaking balls. Like it's getting, hitting is getting harder because pitchers are getting better. And being obsessive about, I need to learn, I need to learn, I need to learn, I need to learn, and saying, okay, I'm not a, I'm not a professional consumer of information. My job is not to sit in a Starbucks or a library or wherever I want to sit and consume information, consume information, consume information, and be this encyclopedia, Wikipedia, Google of information. My job, like my job as a minor league hitting coach is to get hitters better, develop hitters and get them to the big leagues to be a part of a championship team at the big league level. That's my job. It's actionable. As I reflect on the season, it's really this mindset of, I need to start taking my collection of information into more of a, with more of an actionable mindset. I need to really only consume information at a level that I can turn around and make actionable. It's like that, that, um, you know, the scene in Goodwill Hunting, you know, Robin Williams, they're sitting in the park bench and they're talking about, you know, how will Matt Damon in this situation, you know, he, he's read all these books and he's like, you, you could tell me everything about Michelangelo, right? But have you ever smelled the Sistine Chapel? And so as coaches, to me, context is huge, right? Like without contextual clues about what's happening, we're just really guessing because context is just so important. And so when we're consuming information, we're able to consume that in a manner that is um, like a lot of times it's very much about context. Like if we're reading an academic journal that's been published, it's looking at one specific, like in general, it's looking at a specific research question and it's in a very controlled environment. And the authors of that article are researching something some topic that they want to have a more definitive answer on. So with that in mind, like that's through a very, very, very narrow lens. That is strictly through like the lens of that topic of that particular research paper. And it's like, man, like when you start reading a bunch of these and basically doing SWOT analysis and really thinking about them, like, like we have this inherent ability to objectively measure movements. You know, we have, what the bat's doing with blast. We have what the body's doing with um, KVS 4D. You know, we have for, force plates. Like there's all these technologies. We're able to objectively diagnose and understand what's happening better, but we're still dealing with human beings who have past experiences, emotions. They're un- it's human behavior. And it, as a high school teacher, you know this better than anyone. It can be completely unpredictable. <laughs> and so understanding that like 
within hitting, we're able to diagnose more objectively than ever before, but we're still living in a very, very subjective world. And then a lot of these concepts, you know, when they get published or they get put in a textbook, they're through the lens of that particular topic. Right. And so it becomes like, you've got to be, you've got to put in like the time and sit down and go, okay, like I learned, like I just read this article and it's talking about X, Y, and Z, but how does that interact with A, B, and C? A, B, and C article might be on like our perceptual ability to, for pitch recognition. And the X, Y, and Z article might be about like brain activity, you know, like driveline did the one, you know, looking at the various types of like um, hitting prior to hitting off of a live pitcher. Like how do those intersect? Like they don't, there's no like perfectly clean intersection there. And that, so that's our jobs as coaches is to take this information and then blend it, uh, come up with, what works for us. And then you get into what works for Tyler Jeske as a minor league hitting coach with the Los Angeles angels in the AZL might not work exactly the same for Matt Lawson, the hitting coach at Missouri state. We have, we have different limitations. We have different limitations. We have different challenges. We have different players. That's the biggest reflection is like, like you've got to, like you've got to stand for something and you've got to have like a belief system and like a, an idea of where you're of like where you're going, but you've also got to understand, Hey, we've got to be able to take this information and make it work for us. And so as I reflect, it really is just, it's becoming more and more of understanding like how, how we approach learning. And that was like the, that was the big change for me. That was the turning point of when I went from just attending these clinics and I'm like, and I look look back through my notes semi-regularly and it shifted from I'm sitting there writing down word for word what's on the PowerPoint or what the speaker's saying on stage and like exactly what drill they're doing. And then my notes shifted to why do I like this? How can I apply it? Why would I apply it that way? And what's my goal? No, I love that. And, you know, for our listeners um, going through something similar, I think we all I think we all go through that, and I think that that's a, it's a great process to be able to, because once you move from the AZL, you're going to go somewhere else, and you're going to have to have a, a similar process in trying to figure out what works at that level with the players that you've got, with the time restraints that you've got. And, and it's like that for all of us, uh, no matter the year, no matter the level. And I, I mean, I th- and I think, you know, we're in a constant state of information searching. And so what what is something that has influenced you lately? And are there any of your favorite books or resources that you don't mind sharing? Um, no, I mean, like right now I have sitting on my nightstand next to my bed, um, the five dysfunctions of a team, a Bill Belichick book that I was just walking through Barnes and Noble last week. Saw it. I'm like, Oh, I really like Bill Belichick. He mm-hmm. wins a lot. Yeah, no kidding. Don't even really know much about the book. It literally was just like an impulse. I know this book's about Bill Belichick. I mean, you have the hitting biomechanics book. Um, I mean, this podcast, I mean, you have, you have Twitter. There's all, there's all these, it's an endless amount of resources. And I, I think it just comes down to like what a couple of days ago I was listening to driving home from, I was driving back to Phoenix from San Francisco and just put on the Tim Ferriss show. And he was interviewing an astrophysicist and it was, and I'm like, Oh, this, this sounds interesting. And it, do I know anything about being an astrophysicist now does what is astro what what is but it was like this guy's talking about his process and his journey to becoming this 
astrophysicist and how he got to where he got. And it becomes like, wow, like that process, I kind of like, there's thing, there's nuggets I can take out of that. Um, like the Steve Jobs book, that one of my favorite books. Um, and so like just the, the resources available, it's like, they don't necessarily, to me, they like some of the most influential stuff for me hasn't even been like baseball related. It's been studying people, studying processes and learning like, how did they get to where they got? What influenced them? What was their thought process like? I divide up my the off season now, so I divide up my days into kind of segments and you know, the quote unquote like normal traditional work hours are spent more on like putting more like I'm working through Rob Gray's podcast, trying to take notes and um going even all the way back to his very first podcast and like, you know, if it's one I haven't listened to, listening to it taking notes, taking usable, finding usable information, trying to generate actionable ideas. If it's what I've already listened to, okay, I should really listen to this. And how is, how is I've changed my, my thought process has changed. My, my experiences have changed. So the context with which I'm listening to that has changed, you know, and then later in the day, evenings at, it, I shift it more towards okay, like I'm studying people. I'm studying Win for like you know Pete Carroll's book Win Forever, like the Steve Jobs book, um, you know the Culture Code, the Jocko books. Like there's just so many out, and it, I think it, the easiest place to start to me is like what interests you, right? Like what's something you want to learn about? Who's somebody that you find fascinating, or what's an industry you find fascinating? And going okay, I'm gonna dive in right there, but then I'm going to be doing it with the intention of how can I take their story, their, their message that they're communicating and how can I apply that to baseball? And so like, again, going back to Slugfest, like that's why you see such a bigger diversity in terms of the area expertise of the speakers. Like, Hey, like let's get way more softball involved. They're, they're trying to solve the same problem, right? They want to score more runs. They want to hit the ball harder. They want to hit more doubles and dingers. Like maybe, maybe they're look, maybe they have a different way of thinking about something that helps us in baseball. So when it comes to resources, I think it's just, it comes down to starting like what interests me and then really just what catches my attention and looking at it through the lens of how can, how can I apply this in from, how can I apply this process, this system, this mindset to what I'm doing? So it, my resources tend to be a little all over the map, but it's also completely by design, which is how you end up just walking through Barnes and Noble on a random Saturday afternoon and buying three books when you intended to really just buy one. So Tyler, you've, you've given us a ton to think about today and you've given us just a, a ton of information, a ton of books to dig into. And if any of our listeners want to get in touch with you and ask you about anything that you talked about today, what would be the best way to do so? The best way to get, a, get in touch with me is through Twitter. You know, I'm on Twitter, Tyler Jeske at Jeske LAA. And then other method is also through Slugfest, obviously, which Slugfest now has their own Twitter just Slugfest, and then it's at Slugfest 2019. But I mean, Twitter is by far the 
easiest, most efficient way to get a hold of me. Well, perfect. Well, I appreciate your time today. And, and as always, I appreciate our friendship and, and the things you're doing to help, you know, push the game forward with not only uh, Slugfest, but also yourself. And I mean, is there anything else that you'd like to tell our listeners before you go? Yeah, I mean, appreciate the time and appreciate listeners listening. Um, and really, I think the biggest thing is we're all searching for the same thing. And that's we want we want what's best for our players. We want to help our players achieve more than they ever thought possible we want to we want to help our players reach their goals their dreams and just continuing to grow and learn and keep in mind that if it helps a player it, it it's not wrong our methodology our our language our word our verbiage like what we're doing as coaches it we're really just a navigation system and we're there to guide our players and help our players. And if it helps them, it's right. Even if it means put, you know, taking, taking a step back and saying, Hey, like that's not how I was thinking about it at all, but you just came up with that and you just hit a, and that just helped you hit a ball 110 miles an hour in the gap for a double off the wall. Like that's the goal at the end of the day, like we can learn all, like we can really, be extremely knowledgeable in these in all the theories and concepts and all of the objectable data. We, like we can, but we still have to like our players still have to go out, and hit, they have to perform, and they have to score more runs than the other team. That's the purpose of the game. And so, whatever allows a player to do that is right for that player. And I think when we when we really just as coaches are able to take a step back and keep the success of our players as like the first and foremost number one priority, a lot of good things really begin to happen. Thank you for listening to Ahead of the Curve. You can subscribe on your favorite podcast platform, which could include Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, or YouTube. And if you're enjoying the podcast, please share it on social media to help get the word out. Once again, thank you for joining us.